Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nestorius, the glorious, the fabulous, the mactabulous, the bow, check your car tabs with this. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. And with that, that's that's my man Simon Kaufman. What's poppin', Simon? Oh, you know, this is what life's all about. Just coming down here on a Thursday night, <laughs> rocking the podcast with my, my two friends, you know, telling the people, taking it to the people. Who likes to rock the rock the party? Just get on the mic. And Mike 3, we got my nigga Rich C. What's poppin', y'all? What's up, everybody? I got that sexy post-cold flu, sexy deep voice coming we, at you, so turn up the bass and sit on your speaker. We like that shit. We like that gravelly, graspy, fucking gritty, dirty, shitty voice. <laughs> just like being live down here, yo. For y'all, for, for y'all that don't know, we're uh, in downtown Los Angeles on Olive South Olive Street. And uh, if you ever in the hood, you know, wave wave at the grit. You know what I'm saying? Keep it real. Um, so I want to say, I want to say, I want to give some big ups to my people in India. Big up, Cha. Big up, India. Big up, Calcutta. With my people, I got DJ DJ come a lot in Calcutta. What's up, baby? Big up. Yeah, I want to give some big ups to the people in Detroit. Big up, Detroit, man. Big up, big up. Y'all people need some love. Big up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, some of my people in New York City, I want to give some big ups. Big up, big up, New York City. Big up, South Bronx. That's right. We're going to start it off with some big ups. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got any big ups? <laughs> Yo. Big up to the front, doctor. <laughs> big up to Halls. All your people are working with the halls of gluten-free products. You're not eating your gluten. Oh, it's happening, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so uh, if you're listening to us, call uh, and and you feel like talking to us, uh, dial 1-800-893-9562. 1-800-893-9562. It's been a crazy week, man. You know what I mean? That's right. We're going to kick it live and... Take off what we left off last week and kick a little bit on Detroit, the fucked up part of Detroit, the shit that's going on in Detroit, uh, the different issues that our government is using with our tax dollars, CIA operatives, uh, Guantanamo Bay, you know, all sorts of shit. And as promised last week and wasn't able to deliver, uh, John Crash Matos interview, part one, that's going to happen here, and uh, some other shit, you know what I'm saying? So uh, stay tuned uh, and call in 1-800-893-9562. That's right. Anyway, yeah, so um, I, I want to talk about tipping. I want to talk about, like, gratuities and, and tipping, you know. You, you, both of y'all uh, work in the industry. Y'all are servers, and, and, and you deal with uh, people and your whole, uh, um, uh, like, uh, your whole existence. Like, most, most, most uh, Los Angelinos rely on on people who go out and spend their money and yeah. and, and give tips. Yeah. Big, uh, felt- wealth of service industry individuals. Yeah. 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 After I uh failed at community college. Right. I really turned to the 
waiting tables. Yes. That's a viable option no to wrong with that. No yeah. wrong with that. Purchase. So so um yeah, so I went to a restaurant. But by the way, I went to go see a documentary and I, right off the bat, I wanna say I went to go see a documentary that, that my friend Marina Zenovich uh, uh uh directed on uh, Richard Pryor and it's called Richard Pryor Omit the Logic and it's gonna be on Showtime. I believe it's it's airing tonight, premiering tonight on Showtime. Check your local listings, man. It's totally worth. I mean, it's 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 a pretty dope documentary from A to Z. Amazing. Uh, uh, Marina did a kick-ass job. Big up Marina. Marina, you're doing the directing in the movies. Big up Marina Zenovich. Showtime, anytime, prime time. Big up Omit the Logic. Big up Richard Pryor. That's right. So after after the screening, man, the shit was off the hook, you know. Um, we, we went across the street to this hotel, and we were just, you know, grabbing a couple of drinks and hors d'oeuvres and shit like that. And it was cool, very, very, very uh, uh, laid back and whatnot. And I got the bill, man. And so th- th- this, is, this is where it kicks off, right? I get the bill, and, you know, the bill's underneath, and then I get the two copies, the restaurant copy and my copy to sign, right? And, it, and, and there's an empty tip line. So I'm about ready to drop a tip on this. And I said... Well, let me, let me make sure on the bill that she didn't fucking charge me for, like, everybody else's martini or whatnot. Yeah, right, she charged right. me for the large hummus platter. I right, ordered the small right, hummus right, platter. Right. Yeah. So when I Because a lot of times they're twitching at the computer. You know, they're all jacked up on I, coffee. I they hit you for two steaks and not just one. Yeah. No, Been besides, for three days. Well, there were a lot of people there, you right. know, and I gave her my card, and it mm-hmm. was just for certain things. So I look, and there's 18% tacked in there, Right. Now, the bitch didn't even once tell me, you know, the tip is included, right? On on top of that, there's a fucking tax on top of the tip. So there's the the subtotal, the tip, and the tax. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? So, (laughs) of course, I called my nigga Rich, and I was like, yo, what should I do about this shit, man? Should I call the Better Business Bureau? Is this legal? And da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, I started getting all sorts of insights about, you know, the... Maneuvers and you know the yeah. the the shell games that fucking restaurants, the the lawmakers and fucking waiters do. Yeah, you know what I, I'm learned, well, I just I learned a little bit about that too. And you if did. you go to the California State Board of Equalization at ca.gov, somewhere in there, if you can find it, there's uh, you know an area with forms and publications about about all that. It's publication one fifteen tips, gratuities, and service charges, mandatory charges. Um, a restaurant can put 18% on larger parties or on the whole check if you want, and then you actually have to pay. I didn't realize this. If they want. If they want to. Yeah, say you're at a, at a hotel bar, and it's a lot of, uh, you know, Europeans or Australians. Or Forget whatever. all that shit. No, 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 listen. And they put that on there to I don't want to know their- about the reason. I want to know <laughs> what the legals are. Because everybody legals. says, oh, I just I just splattered in her ass because she was wearing a short. I don't give a fuck about right. the reason. I want to know what the law says, and I want to know what the, the fuck. The law says that if, yeah. that if a restaurant puts 18% on there, uh, you got to pay it, and that will be considered a, uh, it's a service charge, and it can be taxed because it's something that is applied there because the restaurant is is, is putting that on your bill. Okay, okay, okay. Now, if you leave a gratuity, okay, though, okay. If, if it's optional. Whoa, whoa, you're saying it's mandatory? I have to pay it if a restaurant puts 18% on my fucking tab? When you negotiate amount of a tip, gratuity, or service charge with your whoa, customer. Whoa, 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 stop. I never negotiated no, a no, tip. No, 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 this is, this is from, this is, uh, 
coming from the owner of the restaurant. This is so if you're so the owner, he negotiates it with who? When you negotiate an amount of tip, gratuity, or service charge with your customer in advance of an event that includes serving a meal, food, or drinks, right. that amount is mandatory. Right, but he didn't negotiate shit with me. It's no, and, and this is how this is well. This is how it's uh, negotiated. Uh, in some cases, menu brochures, advertisements, or other materials contain printed statements that notify customers that tips, gratuities, or service charges will or may be added to the bill. Examples of printed statements include an 18% gratuity or service charge will be added to parties of 18 I've seen that. I've seen right. that. So they have that. But, they have but, a lot but of that. that's usually in plain view. I don't have to fucking get a microscope, call my lawyer, uh, and were fucking... Were a party of six or more? I was a party of three. There was a bunch of fucking people there sitting down, but it's questionable whether I was a party of six. I gave her my card for three people. I mean, in fact, I gave her a card. Yeah, but that's still a part. It doesn't matter how you, if there's six or more people sitting at the table, that's a party of six or more. Okay. It doesn't matter how you split but the that's bill. At the door, yeah. Basically, she took a look at you and she was like, oh, this guy's <laughs> not going to tip me. I'm putting on an 18%. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. See, the thing is, I usually tip 20%, right? So she fucked herself off 2%, which yeah. is fine, right? She gave it to the government. Right, because the government charged nine percent on her fucking. 18%. She's given it to a lot of people lately, and that's really the problem. Her well, mother's whatever. concerned. She's whatever. been giving it up all over the neighborhood. Whatever. I just want y'all to know, uh, in uh, in uh, a cyberspace, that uh, Nestorius Public Radio, we we work really hard and we're very vigilant to see where all these scumbags all over the place try to like weasel and fucking. How much was the eighteen percent? No, that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> kind of a no, 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 no. Bit, right? that's, not, that's not the point. The point is that it's fine. If they're going to do that, she should have said to me, it's, there's a tip already included. Not fucking hide. Look, the, she's the, probably, well, that's, at, that's at the discretion of the restaurant because some restaurants don't care if the waiter tells the customer that, hey, there's an 18%. Because if it's on the menu, whether the size of it or not, you know, you go into a place and, and it's actually printed on something, you know, and, and that's at the discretion of the management. If they make all the waiters uh, say, hey, by the way, there's an 18% gratuity on your check because, you know, you're a party. I do that because it, it's kind of like an honest thing. It's in small print, and I say, hey, just so you know, there's an 18% gratuity on there. You know, uh, it, it's in very small print. I want to make sure you, that you uh, you saw it. And then it kind of works in my benefit because people like the honesty, and they go, oh, that's really nice, and then they'll give up the extra 2% to make it 20 if yeah. they were going to. A lot of times people like it, too, because uh, they can just go straight up. They don't have to worry about it. They right. go, that's the final bill. But, but, Let's separate it by the six of us, and that's that. No, got it. I think it's great, yeah. but I, I still think that you know you should be notified. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think you should, you know, the restaurant shouldn't pussy out and be like, well, it's uh, microscopically printed in the menu. That's bullshit, okay? That's straight-up bullshit. Yeah. It, it, well, you know. You know, when they prevented blacks from using the same water fountain, there was a big fucking sign, right? That right. said That said <laughs> blacks not allowed, right? So if you're going to fucking put signs to fuck people, make them visible is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You got me? I, I get it. I understand. But, you know, it's at the discretion of the owners. Uh, at the restaurant. This, you know, yeah. you go to a comedy club like in New York. Let's say you go right. to Caroline's. Right. Tickets are like 20 25 bucks. Right. But you don't pay at the front. They put it on your bill at the end. Right. And you're paying an 18%. They add the gratuity for the two drink minimum. So right. think about this for a second. You're tipping a waitress on your ticket. Right. On so $25. If you have two people, let's say it's 50 bucks. Right. So you're tipping... 18% on the 50 buck ticket. So really, right. it's it's more than that. You see, this is the problem I'm having here. There was uh, a time and I remember uh that uh tipping was was an was something that you did if service was good and if you felt like it. 
okay? Where the fuck does it say that it's mandatory to tip somebody? Well, the, that's I, not here's, le- here's the thing. I mean, this is debatable up and down and everything, but, you know, a lot of a lot of owners of the restaurants and stuff like that, they want to make sure that their employees are happy because if they don't have happy employees, it's a morale sucks, they're so going to give blow, bad service. So blow the that. employee right before the shift, <laughs> get them all in the kitchen, pull their pants on and suck their and, dicks. And here's another thing. I, like, I'll go back to the hotel. You know, you get a bunch of people from I'll Australia. I'll go back to the hotel and I'll yeah, fucking not, urinate all over the fucking if you, pots if you have with a the hotel, plants. That's what I'll do. If you have next a hotel. Time, no, no, next time, yeah. I'm talking about the century, the highest fucking century across the street from from 2000 Century Avenue of the Stars or whatever. I bet you they got I will a lot go, of foreigners there. I don't give a fuck what they have. What I'm trying to say is I will go down there next yeah. week and I will urinate in the kiddie pool. We're going to okay? be doing a, uh, 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 a, uh, some promotions, on-street promotions <laughs> with our Nestorious Public Radio promotion street team. And one of the things we will be doing will be urinating at a plant, no, 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 plant no, 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 near no. you. I'm just saying, I'll just carry a little card with fine print and set that'll say, wherever I go, I just urinate wherever I feel like. You understand? <laughs> so that should cover me, you know what I mean? Because it's in print. Right. Right? It's just, I, I just think it's a little outrageous what's going on. You know, shit that happens. Well, there's a lot more people in the service industry. There's a lot more people out there working. There's a lot of there's a lot more people that are uh, forced to support a family. And and there's but a lot of kids, that, and listen, there's a lot of cheap fucks out there too. But hold on, hold on. Why should that burden be put on the consumer? They because if to you want to go out to eat and you want to get good service and all of that, you should expect to live in the day and age to now. Because it's the etiquette of society. It's yeah, society man. We live you should. In. You should expect. You should expect, you should expect to no, do that. You see, listen, you see. Just like if you go to a comedy club and there's a two drink minimum. No, you know? no, 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 no. I don't. I don't buy that they're shit. They're forcing. They're forcing okay, your hand. So if to you're buy an something. asshole driver, you should expect me to cut you off. And if you fucking start some shit, you should expect me to roll down my window and throw a bottle at you. Well, that's illegal. Right, because you should get. But with that's the illegal. So it's fucking forcing people to pay shit that uh, they didn't buy. Apparently not. Well, I, you <laughs> should stay home. You should stay home and make a progresso soup. And, and, <laughs> and the, whole, the whole aspect of it is, if you go out and you eat dinner and you can't afford a tip, you should just stay home and eat progresso soup. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> going out because right. you have no business going out in the first place. Okay. This is this is the deal. These guys are servers, and I totally understand that they you make, gotta serve a little while. To they, really make the, they make they make their point. living on tips, and that's cool. You know, I'm a tipper. I tip twenty percent. I go out with some cheap motherfuckers, and they don't want to tip. And you know, you do that once. And then you don't go out to dinner with them. Well, blame again. your friends for the eighteen percent. Don't blame the fucking restaurants. No, they they're on their own. I, I shouldn't. Those have to, motherfuckers are fucking it for you. I shouldn't have to bear the burden for it for assholes. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So with that, I just I, you, you know, have no individual rights on that. Obviously, one. I have no individual rights in America <laughs> anymore. Who any assholes are bearing the burden for you? I don't, every. That's I don't have any rights anymore. No assholes want to bear the burden for anyone else. That's the problem. I, I don't have any rights anymore. I guess that's what that's what it comes down to. But uh, no, uh, you have a right to stay home and get a you DiGiorno. A, you have it. a right to sit down, <laughs> scan that scan that menu, and say, "Ah, oh, fuck, oh, 18 percent." Well, here's the deal. Here. No, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It just took me. It just took me by surprise. Yeah. Okay. It was just the way it was done. Mm-hmm. Right, it was almost like the check was hidden. Look, I guarantee that server, a lot of servers there, they're 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 they're, they're doing that on purpose so they can get the double, double grat. Right, they okay. want the double grat. So I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, and that's fucked up. It is what it is. Servers of America, if you're out there and you're listening, it is what it is. It is what it is. I just want to say to all my to all my uh, notorious public radio listeners, 
Don't don't fucking be afraid. Don't be embarrassed to look at the fucking check and, you know, whip it out. Pull it up in the sky and make a big fucking deal. Because if you're paying 18% and they're fucking trying to shist you, man, you got the right to fucking contest and ask for an explanation. You know what I'm saying? You have to, yeah, you got to fight for your right to tip. No, but here's the, the deal. Here's the deal. My thing, the second part of it is, why should I pay tax on a tip? I, I just, well, that's, yeah, you know, that's an interesting my, thing. My thing is, take, take, the fucking, tipping. take the fucking tip off, right. and it's my right to see if I want to give you a tip. Right. Okay? So right. then you tax me on my meal. The meal and the, and the, and the check is gone. Now, if I want to give you a tip, I'll hit you off. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, as a server, personally, I'd like to work at a place that everything has an 18% gratuity on it. Right. But then I'm a Me server. Me too. Me but too. But then I'm a server. I mean, wouldn't you like uh, if you were working and stuff? And plus, you know, it's it's minimum wage. You know, people are making minimum wage. Yeah, but and, take and, that up with the government. Don't take that up with the fucking, with the consumers. Well, that's the minimum wage. At least there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of restaurants that pay less than minimum wage based on your ability I, to earn tips. I know. In yeah. New York, I know. So but, that, but, the, but, but the next point is that tax on the 18%, that kind of fucks the consumer. And, uh, the whole thing fucks the consumer because uh, because you're taking the right of the consumer away. You're it's, saying it's the, you're it's eating the, it's and the you local have to government. do it. It's the local government. Well, it's your choice to eat there or not, but it's the local government, though, that actually, they're, they're, they're actually, uh, they're putting a a tax on the service charge if it's added on there on the receipt. And that's in California. But then they charge the they then they tax the server right. on that as well. So they double fucking taxing. They're double dipping so, on that. So and so basically some, the waiter is trying to double dip on you. And they're taxing the restaurant for employing the server. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's awesome. Well, California's broke, man. Yeah. You know, California's they got, broke? They got to get their money, California's bro. broke? <laughs> <laughs> nice California's segue. broke? Nice segue, Okay. Huh? <laughs> All right. California's broke. Here's, this is this is straight up. I didn't make this up. A fiscal boon for California. After years of budget crisis, California is set to finish the fiscal year with a surplus of billions of dollars, according to officials. The impressive showing comes largely as a result of Governor Jerry Brown's recent tax hikes. Bend over, here it comes. Approved by voters in November, like this fucking tax bullshit that you were just talking about. Yeah. Right? Approved by voters in November. According to state government figures, business taxes are around $200 million ahead of projections. And personal income tax payments are $4.5 billion ahead. Brown will reveal how he intends to spend the unexpected surplus later this month. Thanks, Brown. Oh, I'm sure Thanks. he's going to reveal yeah, yeah. it. Sure. But, yeah, we're going to get a slip and slide with Hold chocolate on. and some hookers. Right. But state law may require much of the money to go to schools and community colleges. Yeah, right. Yeah. State fucking community colleges. And 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 uh, uh, anything left over will be used to pay down the state's debt of almost twenty eight billion dollars. Do you see this circle jerk? You see what I'm saying? So they have a surplus from personal income tax four point five billion dollars and two hundred million dollars on businesses ahead. That's how ahead they are. How is it only two hundred million on the businesses, but four point five million on the people? Above California, California, the fucking government, Jerry Brown. <laughs> you put the brown in brown, Jerry Brown. Flush the brown down. Eat my balls, Jerry Brown. If it's brown. yellow, it's mellow. Okay. If it's brown, Because people, people don't get educated. There's a fucking surplus of cash, right? Yeah. So what are they going to do? Spend it in schools? Really? What's wrong with schools, man? I, I, I see a lot of fucking retards around me. <laughs> what, what schools are they going? Yeah. What schools are they going to? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They suspended in fucking driving classes so motherfuckers out here can at least learn how to drive a little bit. You know what I mean? They should have public tipping classes for fucking people who go out to eat early. You know what I mean? Yeah, like an there elective. should be a public awareness of, of, of tipping and gratuities. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I agree with that, but, you know, I'm a little anyway, last excited week, on that. Last week we were talking about Detroit, and I I felt like we get, we kind of rushed through that whole thing, you know. Detroit, 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 right, right. We're talking about Detroit, and it's uh, a city in 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 fucking turmoil. I started watching a little bit of the documentary uh, uh, Detroitopolis, I believe it's it, it's Detroit, called Detroit Op or Detroit. Detroitpia? Detroitpia, thank you. Yeah, Detroitpia. Detroitpia. I want to check that it's out. On, it's on uh, PBS. It's on your local. I think it's called uh, uh, Something Lens is the name of the program. Uh, mm. Anyway, Detroitpia is, is right. the movie. It's on PBS, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. PBS.org. And the movie starts out, man, with bulldozers, okay? Bulldozers and a, and, and, and a, and a, a news reporter in front of, like, what would have been, you know, a fucking $700,000 house. With the bulldozer and the fucking going right into it and just pummeling it. Right. And the guy goes on to say that um, we do we do about five of these a day. About, I don't know how many a month. Somebody's getting rich. It's amazing. It's amazing. Demolition. So, so you know, and, and, and the thing is that, you know, I'll get into this a little bit afterwards, but, you know, we have the Guantanamo Bay uh, 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 scenario. We have... All sorts of shit that our government uses our money for, and you know, we have we have the the fucking three card Monty shit with the IRS. Like, who gives a fuck if the IRS was scrutinizing a particular party? Because uh, it's against the Constitution. If they were, you're not allowed to. They scrutinize everybody. What are you talking about? First of all, first of all, that issue right there has to do with political involvement, okay, and wanting to apply for tax-exempt status. It's against the law. This is the first thing. It's against the law or against the fucking rules of the IRS to apply for tax-exempt status if your fucking organization is involved politically, okay? So that's the issue. So shut the fuck up, okay? You're you're trying to fucking not pay taxes, and you're a political organization. What's well, the problem? But don't, but don't forget also, and I, I don't know, I've, I haven't heard anybody else say anything about this, but the, the platform that they that the Tea Party, uh, you know, is supported on is I don't want to pay fucking taxes, yeah. and I don't want the government in my yeah. fucking fucking bullshit, right? So. Uh, it, it, here's the thing. If I fill out my tax form, I do it all by hand and all that shit, and then I put, attach a little note, maybe a post-it that says, I don't believe in you guys. I don't believe I should pay in t pay taxes. I don't believe you guys should be in my, my shit, and attach that to my fucking form, and I send it into the IRS. I, I think that might be a little bit of a red flag. So yeah. if you name your party or your, I'm sorry, your, your tax-exempt party having anything to do with Tea Party, that's a little bit of a red flag there as well. Why wouldn't anybody in their right mind at your job doing what they're supposed to do look at that and go hmm yeah yeah it's 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 that, fucking yeah. ridiculous That's i don't what, know why the, can you i don't know why the government can't just stand up and and say something like that like look uh first of all your point nester uh you're not supposed to be filing for tax exempt you know first and place a, and with a name that is affiliated with political parties thank you. you trying you know that's the first red flag right. and the second red flag is what you fucking stand for right who gives a fuck so if there was you. an inter-office memo that said look out for these guys because they're trying to apply let me tell you something i was just audited the big issue is oh 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 they were they were uh uh uh, uh 
what, what, what was it? They were, they were inconvenienced and harassed. Anytime you get audited by the IRS, anytime, let me ask you a question. Have you ever gotten a letter from the IRS, Rich? Yeah, they said that. Uh, did you feel happy? Oh, no. Did, did you feel all happy about it? Did you feel like, no, oh, things even, are going to go great? Not even when I got a check, because I was worried it was going to be a notice saying I didn't pay enough. You right, know? right. That initial, like, oh, fuck. The envelope that yes, says the IRS. IRS, oh, fuck. That's, How do you feel when you, get, when you get any kind of correspondence from the IRS? I feel like when my car breaks down in a really bad neighborhood <laughs> and I have to walk to try to find the gas station. And it's dark. And it's dark. <laughs> and you hear crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Or... So, yeah, so it's like, it's like, wake the fuck up, okay? That's the purpose of the IRS, to fucking have your hair fall the fuck out. Your hair, you oh, go want, bald instantaneously. They, they want you fucking scared of them, Yeah, so why, are these, so why are these people exempt? I mean, I don't understand. Why are they, why? The point is, is that it's all fucking, you know. Dude, it is, it is. It, 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 it again. It's like aha, we got him. It's just one side or the other going ah. Now right. we got him. Yeah, and it's and they can get them on that point, and they can get them on that point legally. Right, right. There's no common sense to it. Legally, unfortunately, le there's no common sense to our government, and that's kind of a yeah. common sense loophole. Legally, you know what it means? That means for the next three years, they're gonna spend more fucking billions of dollars trying to f trying to find out if there was something wrong, if there's a loophole, was there a crime? Right. It's all bullshit. Take that money. That's a billion dollars right, right there. Right. Take that money and put it into places like Detroit. Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. All right? Absolutely. The, you know, Guantanamo Bay, the big issue, and we can go into Guantanamo Bay for hours. Guantanamo Bay, the big issue is there's a lot of political prisoners there. There's no need for have, to have a prison there. Do you know how much it costs the United States government to have one prisoner in Guantanamo Bay? I'm going to say a year I mean, a if day. they shopped at the 99-cent store and you, three squares of a day... I don't know. I'm going to say about 1950 a person a uh, day. Because um, that's what I was living on when I was fucking out of work. <laughs> What's the number? Based <laughs> off the current tea prices in Guantanamo, I would say just, that. <laughs> just get the cheapest. <laughs> get the cheapest tea party, motherfuckers. The number. The number. Don't make it cheap. You ready for this? Yeah. What's the number? $900,000 a year. Per person. Per person. $900,000 a year. Per person, okay? That means those guys are making $900,000 a year. Okay. Every, every one of those, and there's 166 of them in there? Are you feeling me on this shit, yeah, Simon? But, yeah, but... That's we, a lot of tip money. What a lot of you don't realize is, is they're doing... <laughs> that's a lot of fucking untaxed tip money. <laughs> well, they're making money because... there's a tip for these guys that serve them their uh, fucking hose in their nose. They're torturing them by making them do uh, webcam from their cells. What? Live gay Guantanamo gay <laughs> webcams. Anyway, oh, anyway, shit. we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving here. Then 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 there's the CIA. Then there's the then there's the CIA operative. You remember this shit that I sent you? The CIA yeah. operative, right? You remember this? There's a CIA operative that was busted in Russia. Okay, uh, busted in Russia with a fucking baseball cap. Okay. Did you hear about this? A baseball cap yeah. with phony hair. It looks like uh, Dana Carvey from Wayne's World. Okay? <laughs> they bust this dude, and um, of course, the webpage isn't coming up. Apparently, now. this guy was sick on Disguise Day. Do you have the web uh, Do you have the webpage on, on this dude's hair? 
Yeah, I get it right now. Yeah, they, he, they caught him with two wigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a of Vaseline. I'm going to post a picture. Basically, wig askew. A man identified as Ryan C. Fogel, a diplomat, was arrested in Moscow. <laughs> the low-tech evidence raised questions. I'm going to post this picture. He arrived at the meeting with two wigs. The blonde one on his head, held in place by a baseball cap. A brown one in his knapsack which also held a compass, a Moscow street atlas, and $130,000 in cash. He was an operative for the Central Intelligence Agency, one of our brilliant organizations in the United States of America, right? right? One of the top-notch top uh, uh, agencies, Russian officials say. And his goal was to recruit a Russian security officer as a spy. He even carried a letter offering up to $1 million a year for long-term cooperation and signed affectionately, Your Friends. You stupid motherfucker. Yeah, but, but hold on. But there, it's probably a setup. You know, I mean, like, what, what American you know, yeah. operative is walking around with a letter of evidence, $130,000 in cash. He had a, a, a Three Musketeers bar, a box of, a thing of mocha mix, <laughs> non-dairy creamer, like, a fucking cell phone. Dude, like, he come had on. a Cracker Jack compass yeah, in him. He, like he had a compass knife. with a Cracker Jack. He had a, <laughs> come he had on, a this, Toys R Us spy kit. This is like the most low-tech spy kit. You know, he's got... Two different colored wigs there. They got Crockett. Yeah. They named them Crockett and Tubbs. That came out later. Yeah, he bought it at Toys R Us. <laughs> Spy wigs. No, but what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is with all the things that are going on in this country, this is what our country spends money on and wastes time on. Basically, uh, the number of people living in poverty in the suburbs has risen by 64% in the last 10 years or twice the rate of urban property growth, okay? An estimated 16.4 million Americans under the poverty line, right? Which means $23,021 for a family of four now live in the suburbs, okay? Compare that tip money to the $900,000 tip money that we're paying for Guantanamo Bay, mm -hmm. all right? It's crazy shit. That's a You'd bullshit make more number money anyway. Being going what, what's a bit bullshit that, number? That that poverty line, it's 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 not even accurate. I mean, it's it's probably like, you know, the poverty line is is actually a lot higher, you know, to what it takes to live in this country. Probably. Uh, we're going to move on very close to uh John Crash Matos's uh uh interview. So stay tuned uh and 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 stay with us. Hey yo, we're here in the South Bronx at John Matos, a.k.a. Crash, a.k.a. prolific artist extraordinaire, worldwide uh, sensation. Limited. Li limited sensation. <laughs> um, uh, studio, yeah. This shit is crazy. So um, I got like a million questions, and I'm probably going to go all over the place, but um, I read that you, that you started painting at two. Yeah, actually, yes. I was uh, one of the little kids that you give him a piece of paper and a paper and a pencil or a pen, and I would draw. Absolutely. And did you have encouragement from your uh, parents? Did you grow up in a single family, a single mom, a single dad at home, or both your parents with you? Both my parents were there. Okay. Did you get encouragement from them? Um, actually, from my older sister. My older sister was really into fashion designing, and. Um, in the early 60s, mid-60s, um, school teachers would come to the homes. You know, they would come in and do, like, tutoring, which they don't do now. And he happened to be an art teacher, and, she, you know, he's giving her lessons, and I'm in the, in the playpen mm -hmm. in the living room. And, you know, I'm carrying on, like, hey, you know, I want to participate. So mm -hmm. give me a piece of paper and a pen. And that's how it happened. <laughs> that's, so you're in the playpen in your, in your pampers and shit, and, and the teacher comes to visit? Wait, there were no pampers then. 
<laughs> they were cloth. They were going. They were the real, the real deal. Cloth diapers with those big ass pins. Yes. I think they they discontinued some shits in like 1973. Yeah, too many piercings. <laughs> now it'd be fine. No, now it works. Now you can have piercings in your eyes. <laughs> um, I also read that you were not formally educated as an artist. Correct. I was not formally educated. So. I find that interesting, especially... Well, here's the other question I have, and we'll tie it all in there. I know a lot of guys who started doing street art or graffiti, and a lot of guys who have become you know, professional artists like mm-hmm. you and make a living mm-hmm. prefer not to be uh, called or associated necessarily as graffiti artists. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's this whole thing about graffiti and, and the street art. There's two, it's two different forms that... One branched off the other. Um, a lot of the street artists are actually um, college-educated kids. You know, they saw graph and decided to go like to Rhode Island School of Design or whatever, and um, they took a different take on it. And you know, it's easier to take a stencil and a can of paint, and you know, go around doing these little things all around the city. Whereas with us, ten cans, we do one piece, and, and we're done. Right, right. So, so you're saying that like. Graffiti from its inception back in the late 60s, early 70s, was more of a uh, exploration and an evolution. It wasn't really an art form yet. Um, well, I mean, the early, early, early stuff, yeah, like the late 60s, early 70s, that, you know, it was, it, it was still in, in its infancy. So, um, and people keep forgetting that graph, the original concept was um, to be famous. You know, like, look at my piece. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. So, um... As it progressed, as it grew, it got fancier and more colorful and, and, and more stylized. And um, the, the trains, you know, when, when they started doing all the buffing, it was sort of like the, the decline of it. And then the street artists, you know, the, the street kids, they took it to a different level. They're still with the fame idea, but now they're able to multiply it, you know, and, and, and do more with less. Re- replicate a specific Correct. image, mm-hmm. like guys like Shepard. Shepard, right, right, right. And, so it and, was—I mean, it was ingenious. Right. And I mean, I like the concept. I love the whole—the whole thing of it. Um, and it's, you know, it's very different. Right, right, right. So it was a different form of branding and a different form of Correct. of of uh, mass producing your image, right. so that you can become famous that way, as opposed to painting one train and hopefully right. not having the MTA right. buff it right. long enough so people could see it. Correct. Um, and also, it, it, it um, the thing about it also, it, it uh, homogenized, you know, it made it palatable. People, people um, in offices can hang a Shepard Ferry, you know, because it's whatever it is. It's more commercially accepted. Yes, absolutely. Whereas uh, graffiti back in the 70s, that was a crime. Shred- and and, and shredding, that was shredding to your face. And, and also, it was a, there was a, a lot of negative connotation to it. Correct. Uh, what do you think about, like, I, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm a native New Yorker, and I come to New York, and I go back and forth from L.A. to New York, but I remember the first time I started seeing the floor-to-wall and ceiling wrap around on the inside of the shuttle going from Grand Central to Times Square. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing, what the fuck is the difference between this mass commercialization of no bullshit? Difference. There is no di- The difference is that we didn't paint it. That's the big difference. They decided to hire someone, 
and do it. Right, right. That's what, that's, that's what it is. Right, because if you look at trains in the 70s, you will notice, you know, tags, mm -hmm. which is completely different than, than you know, uh, piecing, yeah. riding stuff outside of the trains. But if you look at, at the uh, inside of the trains, like the shuttle or the number, whatever, number six or whatever, they were completely covered in tags and black, uh, black ink. Correct. And when I look at that, if I was to step aside and look at it from an arbitrary uh, perspective, it almost looks like the same shit. Yeah. You know? It very much is. I mean, the, again, the difference is it's printed and wrapped. Right. That's it. Right. I actually find the commercialization, the printed and wrapped stuff, a little bit more offensive because coming from and growing up in New York, you know, I, I'm always looking at things from a sociological and racial mm. uh, perspective. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, you know, if if you know if there's money involved and commerce to be made, then it's okay, especially if it's from a legitimate source. Exactly. So what happens is you go to Macy's. Macy's will be willing to give you three million dollars. You know, the MTA, to design a condom yeah, an case. MTA, an MTA, you know, <laughs> and the MTA is, 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 you know, they need money. Right. You know, so three million dollars, you know, for one week, and you know, whatever, and that, let's do it. So, what do you mean the MTA needs money well, and the, Macy's? The transit, the transit Authority, they need money. You know, they, 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 they're busted. They're broke. They're always needing money here. Yeah, that's why they did it. Well, I mean, most people don't know this, but the MTA is not a government agency. It's no. a privatized no. agency. Correct. And, and what happens is, is that they always rely, like states and cities, on the federal government to subsidize their bullshit. Right. And the thing is, you know, this is another complete, completely different topic. <laughs> but, it, yeah. well, but it's related in a right. sense because it's about responsibility. Right. You know, it's about, you know, you get money and you, 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 to spend it and to use it wisely, and you should be held accountable. Yes, that's why the MTA is busy taking all the old trains and dumping them in the ocean to create artificial reefs. What the heck? All that money spent. <laughs> is that what they're doing? Yeah, man, yeah. All the old trains, what they've done is they, they've taken them and they dropped them off the Jersey Shore and create artificial reefs. Wow, all right. So you're talking about billions in the ocean? Yeah, but I mean, it's also it's also mismanagement, you know. Uh, Absolutely, that's the that's the big one. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm I'm reading uh, in 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 this uh, news magazine about how California, for instance, now has a surplus of cash, <laughs> a fucking surplus. Meanwhile, if you look at the price of gas, you would think about maybe, and I'm and I, and I'm talking on my ass when I say this, but uh, let's say fifteen percent of what you're paying is in fucking tax, like in New York. Like it, like in, like, and and th those taxes are used to offset. You know, basically, the the, the municip municipalities need to raise money, and where they're going to raise the money, where they're going to tax. Hello. You know, wherever they can the most. Yep. Drivers, workers, cigarette smokers here in New York. So wherever they can tax you, they're going to tax you. You know what I mean? And now they're doing the internet tax. In, well, that, that's another bill that they're trying to pass. <laughs> internet sales tax. Yeah. But that's another. That's another thing. I mean, I mean, I just find it interesting how. How in the 70s, and I think the buffing system started, what, in the early 80s? Something no, like uh, mid-70s. Oh, mid-70s yeah, they started buffing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And oh, so, so, so they got a little bit more fancier as the, as the years yeah, went on. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so I find it interesting that uh, in, the, in the 70s and 60s and 80s when the graffiti movement came about, yes, there's a criminal element to it because you have to trespass, mm -hmm. and a lot of it, you know, most of the kids that were doing it weren't working, so they didn't buy the straight spray paint. Well, that was, yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, if you go to any hardware store right now um, and you notice that there's uh, the paint can section at Home Depot or wherever, they're all locked. Mm -hmm. It's not because, you know, you have to be 18 or over Mm -hmm. to smell the the aerosol. It's because motherfuckers used to steal this shit. And it goes back to that. Absolutely. And right now, I'm 52 years old. I need to show them my license in order to buy the paint. Here in New York. Yes, sir. Really? Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, you gotta show ID to buy paint. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, you could be you could be in a walker, you gotta show ID. Yep, you could come with your grandmother and she like, we need your ID. Do they register your ID or no, it's just, they just they just do it. It's it's by law. Got it, got it. Back back in uh, in back in the West Coast, uh you, you don't need ID. If you look old enough they they let you go. <laughs> Not here. They let you go. So at what age about did you uh uh, take your passion for wanting to express yourself on a grander scale and then start started painting on trains and whatnot? Well, I started doing the walls in my neighborhood about when I was 13, 13, 14. Walls, murals. Yeah, right. And then um, 75 was the first train I did, 1975. So I was, I was, uh, 16, I was 16, 15, 16. Wow. And, and how did you... Who was your inspiration? I know you mentioned there were a couple of cats in your neighborhood yeah. that were that were esta- established uh, yeah. uh, subway subway art uh, painters. Correct. But like, I mean, there's no formal apprenticeship for this. It's not like you go, no. I want to do this. No, no, no. The formal apprenticeship, no. Um, you pick it up on the streets, like break dancing. That's that's your formal apprenticeship. <laughs> so so it, so it evolves uh, uh, in a sense or in a way uh, uh, as an activity that you do to you know, uh, keep yourselves occupied and yeah. out of trouble, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, although it was illegal, it was a form of trying to keep us away from getting, you know, I mean, we grew up in pretty hardcore neighborhoods, so yeah. um, everybody, every one of us knows more than two or three, you know, junkies, prostitutes. Just two or three? Well, I mean, I'll generalize. <laughs> you know. um, but, you know, that, you know, so we all know that, that, that type of lifestyle. That we come from. So graph was was the mildest, the the, right. the, the easiest. Uh, it, 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 it was a way to uh, uh, prevent or avoid more serious crimes: robbing, correct. killing, correct. Yeah. mugging, yep. smoking, the drugs. Graph, smoke. The two, yeah, right. the two um, easiest things, and and graph was easier. You know, you didn't have to like train. You know, eight hours a day to to stuff to to, to you know kick a ball, whatever. Right, right. So, we I mentioned I, I mentioned earlier graffiti artists versus uh, just mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. What what is no I difference? Mean, there's no difference. No graffiti artists and artists is the same. It just so happens that we work, you know, with a different medium. <laughs> so then, so then, but then, why uh, well, the such a negative paint, connotation? Well, the, spray, well the, the deal with spray paint is because it's so immediate. People couldn't stand that. Like, you know, I could take a can and just do my name on a corner. And I found that offensive. Mm-hmm. But guarantee that if, you know, I'm walking around with a, with, a, with a palette and acrylic, you know, and just do my thing, they wouldn't bother. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the, the, the random act of it is what I think was what put people off. And then um, the fact that everything was stolen. I mean, we used to steal the acrylics and the mm-hmm. brushes too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and markers. So it, does, mm-hmm. it didn't make a difference. But mm-hmm. it was, I think it was the random act of it that that was offensive so so then so then why in the 80s a guy like keith herring comes along and starts doing granted but, but, you know, he got arrested a bunch of times too 
Right, right. But when I, but what I'm about to say comes from uh, a socially accepted uh, form of art. You know, he got, he had gallery yep. uh, 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 showings, right. and he was uh, more socially accepted within the downtown art scene. And so again, I look at this uh, these issues kind of like from a sociological, racial. Well, it was a different type of language. I mean, we were in your face. Here we are. Check us out. There's our names, Keith was in your face, but he had a, a, a language all of his own. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of us just, you know, we got, we got along well with him and we were, in, you know, we were into it. Mm -hmm. And his language was, was a lot different. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I still remember that um, when they did the uh, memorial for him at um, St. John the Vine, uh, whoever was speaking, you know, he mentioned that Keith was, and he mentioned a bunch of us because it was important to him, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and it was very important to Keith that he was part of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I could see that you guys inspired him. I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I, I know, I know, I know his his you know a lot of his history from you know uh, uh, Pennsylvania uh, art school to uh, doing all sorts of stuff. He he's he's a very smart, very smart guy. Yeah. And I remember uh, being turned on to him. Uh, uh, Sidetrack. Side what is that? A friend of mine's a grave digger. Oh wow! So he says you could fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, funny. So, yeah, so Crash just showed me a picture of a grave and and uh, uh, a freshly dug grave. Yeah. So could you buy that if you wanted? Could you like hold that like on, uh, on reserve and shit? Yeah, well, I think he probably has a couple of bodies going in today. Got it. Got, oh, wow. That's crazy. That's, that's, what he does. that's crazy. Um, so, um, has anybody ever commissioned you to uh, uh, paint a uh, uh, grave marker or a tombstone? No, no. That would be pretty dope, huh? That would be crazy. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be fucking dope. I might no, think of that, except I'm not going to be married. <laughs> I, I don't believe in burial. I believe in cremation. Anyway. I'm going that route, too. You are? You, yeah. You're going that route? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. So, anyway, we just went on a completely I'm different side. <laughs> Rabbit Trail. Rabbit trail. <laughs> That's funny. Whole different thing. Well, I mean, it's kind of related because yes. Keith passed away exactly. in 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 uh, in uh, the early to mid nineties, right? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. He died of AIDS. God bless uh, Keith. I was a fan of Keith's work. What I was uh, what I was saying uh, 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 was I remember when uh, Keith Haring uh, came about. Of course, no one knew who Keith Haring was. Sure. All you saw were the chalk drawings mm -hmm. inside of the un. Uh, postered MTA uh, uh, ass, billboards. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and it was interesting because you'd be on the train, kind of like what you guys are doing mm -hmm. with the with the big murals yes. on the train. It was like, wow, what is that? Yeah. Who is that? And I think, you know, uh, that is the point of art. I think art yeah. is supposed to provoke thought and question. I think... Sure. I mean, that's any type of art. I mean, Rosenquist, um, he was quoted as calling graffiti, was it? Uh, 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 a lively bouquet from South America as, as it rolls by the station. Like, that's great. That's what he called it? That's what he called it. So what's your relationship with James Rosenquist? Uh, I, th I think more than anything is, is uh, the way I paint, you know, that, that um, uh, his, his positioning of imagery, it's like taking a collage and, and just putting it in a blender and see what, what, what happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's absolutely amazing, mm -hmm. totally under, um, underestimated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Under, you know, undeservedly. He's you, you think he's underestimated? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you got someone like Warhol. I mean, you know, Warhol's not around anymore. And Rauschenberg and Jasper Johns, mm -hmm. where the pieces are going through the roof. Right. And I think he's very undervalued. Right, right. Okay, so you're saying undervalued in, in, in the uh, commercial art market. Correct. 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't even know. First of all, you're an inspiration to me. <laughs> no, no, no. No, seriously, as an artist, you know, because when I started painting in 2000 three or something like that. I mean, like you, as a kid, I used to draw. Right. And the reason I asked you about if you had gotten support from your parents was because I don't think I got the, that type of support. Latino parents don't do that. You know, they, they, they initially think that art is like, you know, bourgeois. It's like, that's not going to pay the bills. Or you, need to, you need to go to school and you need to get a job and become a mechanic or a plumber or whatever. Right. It's going to help, you know, right. put, put the money in. Because art is not a career. Art is not according to them. Right, you can't make a living. So what's the no. point? Exactly. It's it's not it's not uh, it's not legitimate. What what are you doing with your life? That's it. It's like being an actor. The same type of thing. Right. Parents, you know, Latino parents, are like what? You know, what are you doing? What? Uh, you know, come on. Que, que, acting. Yeah. Why don't you act like you're cleaning your room? Yeah, that was that was my uh, that's part one of my interview with a John Crash Matos from the South Bronx, Puerto Rican guy, self-taught artist. Amazing, amazing, brilliant artist. For those of you that don't know, uh, Google John Crash Matos. Um, he did a series of Stratocasters for uh, Eric Clapton. Uh, he did this amazing wall on Houston Street in New York City. I'm going to post a picture of it on the SkidRowStudios.com uh, site underneath this episode. This is episode nine. Um, so go to the skidrowstudios.com website and check out the individual episodes. And I post pictures related to the episodes underneath my uh, underneath the episodes. If you're still alive uh, and you're drinking uh, and you're driving, call 1-800-893-9562. I mean, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? Crash into somebody. You know why? Because, because you should know better. You know what I mean? This is a theme of this is a theme of today. You should just fucking know better. You know? You already fucking up. You might yeah. as well tune in. Yeah, yeah. You already <laughs> wasted your whole fucking life. Fuck it you know up some mean? more. Fucking yeah. turn it on. You already wasted your life. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> You're not doing anything. I mean, for for, for, for credit a lot. You, you, you owe people money. You know, the family members. Yeah. You, you, you ain't doing shit with your life. You know what I mean? You're not doing You're shit. What are you doing? You're sitting Just in your living on. room in your underwear eating cornflakes <laughs> with rice milk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wake up. 1-800-893-9562. All right. Back to the art world and fucking stupid shit that people spend their money on. This, uh, this dude um, uh, Spent I don't know how many millions uh, uh, at at an uh, auction at Sotheby's. This dude I don't even know what what, what the person's name is. They, they didn't they didn't put his name because somebody uh, did shit Danny at Sotheby's. No no no, no. They so, think it's Prada. They think he's a, he's got an Italian no, 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 accent. No, somebody would shoot the guy. Trust me. No, that's the agency that did it. Here, there's uh, I, don't I don't know if you guessed it was Muziana Prada. No no no. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I wasn't too, with Barnett Newman. He's oh, obviously a, a '50s abstract. Uh, abstractionist so he's got these paintings uh 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 um, two paintings that are about six foot tall by about four feet wide all it is is blue not even different shades of blue not even squares of blue not even sparkles of blue just fucking two big rectangles of blue okay it's two a, a diptych it's called a diptych and the, the name of the painting is one meant Six. One meant six. Anyway, this is what the painting sold for at auction at Sotheby's. $43.8 million. You stupid motherfucker. 
Big up for stupid mother. No, 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 no. No big up. You get no big up. Anyway, that's... You know what it looks like? It looks like he ran out of blue paint because you can kind of see some of the white showing through. It just looks like it no, looks no, like no, a bad that, paint that's, job. That's the light. That's the light. It's terrible. Yeah, that's the light. That's the light that's hitting it. Anyway, uh, uh, let, let's go to the Bronx, man. There's a, <laughs> let's go to the Bronx. So there's a company that does uh, ghetto tours, right? It's got real Bronx tours in New York City. So uh, residents in New York, uh, residents in the South Bronx are in an uproar because this 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 uh, tour bus company is bringing in tourists into the South Bronx to show them how you know the spicks and niggers live and 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 the people who live in the neighborhood are like in a serious uproar they're like come on man we don't want people you know let, let me just say for, for those of you that uh, for those of you that live in the south bronx you know what i'm talking about you know what you, you for those that grew up in the streets in new york city you feel me you know what's going on no one gave a fuck in the 70s 80s and 90s when the south bronx was fucking smoked out when it was cracked the fuck out <coughs> No one cared about it, okay? Soon as the rents go down, cheap enough for people to go in there and start buying property, gentrifying it, making it all nice and fucking pretty, and then then people got something to say about tours coming into the South Bronx. So, you know, I, ha I have a mixed reaction, being that New York City is one big fucking Disneyland anyway, yeah. and, and the, you can't get mugged in New York City. You can't even see what New York City was like when I was growing up, because every, I mean, Times Square, I like Times Square with hookers and pimps. I like when I was able to buy crack on the street. It kept people alert. You understand yeah, you what I'm saying? You can't crack. Everyone's walking around with M&Ms and, now and, and Reese's Pieces. Now motherfuckers are walking around tweeting with their blackberry. I like when shit was when when you were on your toes. Yeah, you could yeah. not walk the you couldn't walk into Harlem without noticing that you were white. You understand what people I'm saying? Learned a valuable yeah. lesson back then. Even people right, that did. Were white they learned they were white. They learned like life lessons just walking down the street. It didn't right. need to be taught to them. Right, right. You know? Don't fucking look, it, don't stare too long right. at somebody. Mind your business. <laughs> you got Keep staring walk. problem people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't step on my new Puma suede. You know what I mean? That was fucking long that people, you know, yeah. un, uh, unprinted laws. Anyway, the, 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 the real Bronx tours is uh, is getting their ass kicked because the residents, and they don't say what residents, but you, you had a couple of quotes, right, Rich? Something about... Uh, um, uh, uh, Those days are over. The Bronx is being rebuilt. It's rising again. Rising again. The Bronx resident and Grammy-nominated musician Bobby Sanabria. Hey, yo, oh, Bob, yo. Bob, no, Bobby Bobby Sanabria is a is a Fania oh, all star. Bobby Sanabria is a Puerto Rican yeah. musician, stand up comedian, and he's a Fania all star. But you know what, Bobby? Come on, man. You know, I I think what happened is now that the tour group the tour group immediately shut down. You know, and and what yeah. they could have done is they could have actually they could have uh, worked out a deal. You know, where they kind of changed it around and then made, you know, where they get a percentage. What would you say, 15%? Look, right. I think it's phenomenal. I think that ghetto tours, why not? Ding, 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 ding. All right. And if on the uh, red line tours through the South Bronx, if you please look to your left, you can see the Negro in his modern habitat. That's what, I, that's what I'm Why saying. Not? It says, Sanabria Martinez and other Bronx residents are meeting Friday to kickstart a counter campaign to what they call the Bronx's negative image. Yo, Wake the, the fuck up. Campaign. Wake the fuck up. The Bronx's negative image? The Bronx has a negative image, especially the South Bronx, since, you know, the beginning of time. Yeah, Yo, it doesn't mean you can't kickstart a counter campaign.
Here's, here's what Al Quinoa said. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is this is one of the guys who's who's stirring up the fucking keep listen, the South Bronx beautiful. Mr. Al, Al, Al Quinoa. Mr. Yeah, High Protein. Who, yeah, yeah, who probably has about $50 million in Whole Foods stock. Yeah, uh, walked he, in Birkenstocks. He said, we've had enough of the gawkers who come to ghettoize us. He's ghettoize us. He's a caretaker of a community park that features a garden with fruit trees and a stone outdoor amphitheater. Uh, their timing was bad. Their, their timing was bad. The Bronx is not burning, not now. It's in a resurgence. Now, you know what? You see, he could have just, he couldn't have come on so strong and made like a kind of a side deal and said, listen, man, all right, just change how you're talking about us on your website. We'll let you do it. But, you know, we get 15% and we'll help out. And then, you know, 15% goes to my park and my caretaker and all that. But no, they made a big deal. Okay. They shut it down. And now I heard that this, I had heard that this tour company is now going to Detroit. Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What they need to do is they need to get these prisoners from Guantanamo Bay, release them, make them be tour fucking bus guides, okay? Make them do South Bronx tour bus guides, okay? Let them go down to fucked up neighborhoods and then make the South Bronx an extension of Disneyland slash Disney World. Call it fucked up section. Have a bus that takes you from It's a Small World down to the South Bronx and you get... You know, blown by hookers, a free sample of crack by fucking crack dealers, and stabbed by spicks and negroes. You know what I'm saying? Get the real life experience. You know what I mean? I came with Scott LaRock to express one thing. I came with Scott LaRock to express one thing. All right, we got a couple of minutes. 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 We're gonna we're gonna wrap this. We're gonna wind this shit down. We got to give some big ups, man. We got to give some big ups. Fuck up to the South Bronx Community Projects. Make the fuck up to all you Puerto Ricans that urinate in the elevator of the projects. Make the fuck up to all you fuckers that don't wear shoelaces after you come home from the joint. Big up, keeping it real, you South Bronx motherfuckers. Keep it real, ya. Keep it real to all the Jews that fucking steadfast broke the South Bronx for the blacks and the spicks to come through. You know what I'm saying? Big the fuck up. Yeah. So what's popping, man? We got like two minutes, one minute. What What's going on with you, Simon? Oh, man, just hanging out in Los Angeles, working on my tan, drinking mimosas, all right. hanging out. All right, all right, all right, all right. NestoriousPublicRadio.com. The site is going to be up live and direct. Uh, you can like us on Facebook uh, slash Nestorious Public Radio. Uh, you can hit me up at uh, Nestorious at gmail.com. And don't forget to tune into SkidRowStudios.com. Any time of the day, come down, check out the rest of the shows that we got. We got some live and direct shit. Tell your people about it. Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes. Hook up Nestorious Public Radio. Subscribe to that shit. Download the episodes. Tell your people. Get educated. Do something with your life. Clean your underwear. Stop eating Cheerios with rice milk, you <laughs> cocksuckers. Nestorious Public Radio, we out. <laughs> Ooh, it's me. Ooh, it's me. Ooh, it's me. I'm doing.
doing nothing but talking shit. So y'all gotta, like, you know, encourage me the whole way along. Ow. I ain't doing nothing but talking shit. So y'all gotta, like, you know, encourage me the whole way along.